Hello everyone and welcome to your uncle's beach house episode 31 question mark hopefully <laughs> possibly 32 uh, yeah. but we don't know this is our christmas episode and we're recording it far enough away that someone could dm us and be like hey my beach house is up uh because uh merry you know, christmas yeah, merry christmas uh we did it. We made it through this hell year. Uh, assuming one of us doesn't die in the next six days. <laughs> That's true. Well, uh, we've actually got... God, imagine if one of us dies before Christmas and this this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, oh, like the next six days, everyone's sobbing over their phones. Oh, this Christmas gift is so terrible. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Worst Christmas ever. <laughs> the, 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 last, the last podcast was on Transformers. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. I suppose you see this. This is about Transformers Hooray! the movie. We decided like eight months ago. We were, I think COVID hadn't happened yet when I was like, we should do Transformers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fairly sure as well. So basically a hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we decided we should do Transformers the movie. Uh, because because it's one of those that I was like, ah, no one's going to ask for it. Someone did ask for it. Uh <laughs> Shout out to them. I was like, oh, we're actually going to do this for the Christmas one. I mean, we can change our minds and or you can get a different pick and they pick something else that we haven't done yet. So I think that's early yeah. next year. So look forward to that. <laughs> we did, someone did ask us for it afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, we were watching the Transformers movie from 1986, directed by Nelson Shin, um, written by, what's his name? The guy who wrote it. Ron, Ron Friedman. Friedman. Uh, and... The, the movie animation version of the weekly TV show, The Transformers, based on uh, yeah, the Hasbro so. line of toys, based on the Takara line of toys. Uh, based on... Cars <laughs> that are in disguise, because yeah, based... they're actually robots. Uh, maybe you've heard of uh, the secrets of the sixth civilization. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, Kawamori, Shoji Kawamori watched Idion and was like, I love red trucks. Uh, and then proceeded to design Optimus Prime. 
Yeah, that's literally that's- just what happened. He looked at Eon and was like, I could make that. What if it was smaller? And I'm like, ah, what if, what if it was that big then? He's like, nah, what if it was just like the size of a normal truck and not... <laughs> What if it was a normal truck, but as you compress the Ideon down into a truck, its cop powers grew exponentially <laughs> with every inch it shrunk. And then you, you get up Prime. Prime. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, so they, ma- they made the cartoon for uh, like two seasons, um, which was like a battle mm-hmm. to get made in the first place because they were like, oh, Americans aren't going to like this Japanese shit, this, this robot shit. And they're like, no, I, I think they will really like this. Ro- I think boys like robots everywhere. <laughs> um, and yes. it turns out they were right. Uh, everyone loves Transformers, which is very funny, uh, given how much of a success it is in like America. Can like it, they're airing Zeta Gundam at this time in Japan. Like <laughs> um, the gulf in robot anime was in when this movie comes out. They're airing. airing I mean, when the show Gundam. lands. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it might not be like Fair exact, enough. and maybe the show's a little before, but still, it shows September of eighty four. Okay, that's slightly before Zeta Gundam, but um, yeah. The the gulf in like this is the Western version of robot anime is profound. Uh, the show yeah. is just like episodic fun times, I guess, hijinks with very established characters that never change. Yes, that is true. Um, but it does have the sick robots, and they do fight, and uh, thus it has endured for uh, thirty years, almost forty at this point. Who is <laughs> right? Don't say that. 40 years of Transformers. I turned 40 before this movie does, so... That's that's true. That's fair. Sorry. (laughs) I guess in that case, um, uh, yeah, that's enough preamble. Do you want to summarize the movie briefly? Sure. It's been 20 years since where the show was last time kids saw it. Assuming, I, I assume that's like the week before. Like the opening crawl is like, ah, it's 20 years later, actually. And that kid you knew, he grew up. He's got a kid identical <laughs> to him. Uh, they both suck in the same way. Uh, the war has continued. Decepticons now control Cybertron, but the Autobots are now stationed on the moons of Cybertron with like Cold War listening posts, basically, to try to like finally push them off the planet. It's, very unclear as to where the war is at this point, but uh, Optimus Prime is like, we're out of cop juice. We need to go to Earth to co- to get cop juice. It's energy. And Megatron's like, well, they they need they need cop they need cop juice. We're gonna intercept them and blow them up. They're not gonna get cop juice. And we're gonna win because no more cop juice, no more cops. Um, and to which I say, Megatron is uh, the most correct person in the show. <laughs> That's fair. Um, in, um, in Autobot City on Earth, we meet Hot Rod, who I assume was introduced in this movie. Uh, yeah, every character in this movie who's the main character is new. Yeah, uh, and he's hanging out with the kid of the kid of the show, who's now an adult. Uh, it went from Spike? Jet? I don't know the guy's Spike name. Spike and then, uh, uh, Daniel. Yeah, Witwicky, of the Witwickies, <laughs> the famous Witwickies who are in so, outer space. Uh, Daniel's the last surviving Witwicky on Earth. <laughs> um... And uh, they witness the battle. Optimus Prime shows up, uh, and him and Megatron shoot each other to death. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot of fighting happening here. All of it is very well animated. You get you get to see beloved Transformers literally shot and then fire erupts out of their bodies, and then they fall over dead, and it's fucked up. I can't believe they made the show <laughs> yep. for children. We'll talk about it anyway. Megatron is dying, but uh, gets carried away by uh, Starscream and whatnot. Optimus Prime uh, is put on a hospital bed, and then he's like, oh, I must pass the Matrix of Leadership to 
insert fake Optimus Prime here, a man named Ultra Magnus shows up. Uh, he's also a truck. And he's like, uh, I'm here to accept the mantle of leadership. That is the only thing I'm here to do. I have no personality beyond that. And he's like, perfect, because I bequeath this to you. Uh, and then Optimus Prime, uh, li uh, his lighting eyes go dim, and then he flatlines with his uh, like robot heart monitor, and then he turns gray like he's transmuted into stone. <laughs> he dies three times in like a second. <laughs> He does die three times in like a second, and like they animate yeah. the reactions of Daniel like it's because you know, this is um I think it's a Korean studio right, but it's like they this entire movie is written as a Western just like cartoon movie, but animated entirely like it's like a real robot anime. <laughs> it's very surreal. Yeah. Um, the Decepticons are trying to f get out of there on their busted-ass ship, and Starscream's like, there's too much weight on the ship, we need to get rid of all the dead weight, and by that he means Megatron and everyone who served Megatron. And so, Megatron's still alive, but gets dumped, like, into space, and he is picked up by Unicron, the sentient planet who consumes planets. Um, and he's like, ah, I am going to give you this boon, I will rebuild your body, and you will now serve me. And he turns Megatron into Galvatron. Uh, he has a new look, he has a new voice, essentially a new character, but with the same motivation. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, and so he sends him off, and uh, Galvatron lands on Cybertron. He's now, instead of a cool handgun, he is a three-point mounted laser turret, which is far less cool, but he does just totally ice Starscream immediately. And fuck Starscream. What an obnoxious robot that guy is. Starscream gets so ripped here. Uh, yes. As opposed to Optimus Prime, uh, who he... like dies three times, Starscream dies four times by, by also turning grey and then dissolving into ash. Yeah. Um, Galvatron's like, well, you're all Decepticons. You, I'm in charge of y'all. We're all going to go fuck up Ultra Magnus because we need the Matrix leadership. Uh, that is the, the thing that Unicron wanted yes. for him, right? Yeah. He wants him to destroy the Matrix uh, because it's the one thing that could destroy Unicron. Um, the Autobots have scattered and they crash on a bunch of different planets. And they, this is like the part where like I, I had to stop because I was falling asleep and come back the next Hi, day. Hijinks <laughs> for the bulk of the runtime of the movie. Yeah, they land on a bunch of different planets or whatever, and then there's like the same planets. Okay, but there's like two different types of racist robots here, and then like all the robots that I don't care about, like the dinosaur robots, show up. Uh, what are they called again? Yeah. Dinobots. Dinobots. We'll talk about this because I was very confused by the Dinobots. Um, anyway, uh, they end up working with these fake. Australian robots who are also like there's a bit where they look like they're like uh like the the like uh like Genghis Khan invaders like in Mulan or whatever right like they're the the Chinese menace coming from the north over the wall but they speak like Australian bikers like it's Mad Max there's a lot going on in this movie yeah it's weird um and so they work with them to uh all of the all of the shark the shark robots that are being used as like the labor for these evil alien guys. Uh, they go, Hey, why don't you just overthrow your masters? And they're like, yeah, we could just do that. And then they do that. And so now everything's fine or whatever. <laughs> Galvatron shows up where Ultra Magnus has basically been trying to repair a ship. Most of the movie ices him immediately because he was not a person. doesn't matter. <laughs> Gets the matrix. Um, as the Autobots, uh, you know, fix everything. Um, they, this is here. They rebuild Magnus. I don't remember Magnus. He, he, they do. They honest. do rebuild him. They rebuild ago. him, and he's like, "Okay, you all survived, not I survived." <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, anyway, they all fly to Cybertron to get the Matrix back. Galvatron is like, ah, oh, I have the Matrix. I can blow you up Unicron, but then he doesn't know how to work it because he's a bad guy. And the Unicron's like, ah, oh, fuck that. Turns into a giant robot size of a planet, starts menacing Cybertron, gonna eat it up. Uh, that part's sick. Um, and then, uh, Galvatron goes to attack and Unicron just eats him. Uh, the Autobots crash inside Unicron and then they're big, you know, separation. Daniel finds his father. Um, they get all the characters, you know, that survived this movie. They didn't get killed like Bumblebee and Jazz. Uh, those are the two I remember as names. I think that might be it. Um, Galvatron. Yeah. Galvatron turns to Hot Rod and it's like, oh, what if we just fuck up Unicron? And, but Unicron has like mind control powers over Galvatron, makes him fight. In this fight, uh, Hot Rod obtains the Matrix and turns into Rodimus Prime. Uh, the new leader instantly trans, he becomes, instead of a truck, a car when he transforms, is a, is a truck. Big questions. We found them out and we'll talk about it. Um, Rodimus, uh, just throws Galvatron into space and is like peace and then like erupts in light and Unicron's destroyed and tears itself apart and the Autobots are like, ah, yub, 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 nub as Unicron's head floats around. Cybertron. That's the end That's of the movie. Point. Like a spinning metal T. Um, yeah. God. Uh, Galvatron does get totally Team Rocket blasting off again. Yes. And then I uh, did a little extra reading and found out that they mostly just walk all his back later, which is very funny. Yeah, I don't um, know the specifics, but I know season three, like, Optimus Prime's back. Uh, all of this is everything. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, what, where? Right. Let's go down. What do we want to actually talk what, about? No, no let's, let's, let's start. What is your personal history with the Transformers as a media My franchise? personal history with the Transformers is uh, I was, like, always into them as, like, a, a boy, right? Like, it was the thing boys are into, and I was into the robots. I bought a couple of Transforming cars. I watched the show, which at the time of me watching was Transformers Armada, um, which is one of three... Uh, this is, like, when... America had basically given up on Transformers. So it's pre the movie. Uh, so it's um, mm-hmm. there. There are three shows which are not connected in Japan, but are were turned into a trilogy in uh, America that were like written and made entirely in Japan. So like when I was watching Transformers as a kid, it was just an anime. Uh, it was indistinguishable okay. from like watching Digimon or something. And uh, okay. uh, I remembered enjoying it a lot. Uh, that was a good series in my mind. Maybe it's not now, but I, you know, I remember enjoying it. It was just uh, that series was premised on going around to find the mini cons. <laughs> uh, okay. Who were like every episode there was a little bonus robot that they were usually fighting over and seeing who could get it and whether would it time the tide of the war. And so I just like enjoyed it as a normal cartoon. Uh, then the movies, the, like big live action movies, came out. Um, I enjoyed the first one then i grew up and enjoyed them less then i grew up more and enjoyed them even more now because transformers 5 masterpiece of being stupid incredible movie um but aside from that um i've like read some of the comics not the ones people like just the ones kind of before it i didn't get to the ones people like yet because there were too many transformers comics and they weren't that good um mm. but uh i like appreciate transformers from a distance as like a cool i like robots fighting right i think the law is fundamentally stupid i have too many questions about its world building every time and i don't think like you can smart everyone's i will read more than with the eye one day everyone says it does do this i don't think you can make the autocots and decepticons like make sense with smart writing i just think it's an impossible task and a thankless job uh but uh, uh yeah what's yours so I am too young to be someone who watched G1 because I was literally born while it was airing. Um, 
and uh did, was never like you know like when you're when you're like a young boy you're either like a car person or like a, or at least when i was a kid you were like a car person or like a video game person or a superhero person or whatever um i was i was into video games i didn't give a shit about cars i was never a car person so it was never appealed to me by the time the other shows came in its wake that became popular like i know people like beast wars i was too old for beast wars i kind of fell between the cracks of the transformers franchise had no almost no perception of it as a thing um i didn't like 80s cartoons i grew up on like old reruns of 30s and 40s cartoons that's why i'm the way i am (laughs) um and uh so i literally had never seen g1 until earlier this year i watched the first like five episodes um prepping for this that was a mistake those are not very good (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um and uh so i was totally blind on transformers until the live action movie which came out when i was 21 which let me tell you bad age to go see the transformers movie because uh I thought it was fucking terrible. You know what? It is fucking terrible. Is the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like we've watched these movies together. We have a lot. Of, we have a fun time. We have galaxy brained our way into enjoying three and five specifically. They're bad films. Yes. I, I, <laughs> let's let's not beat around the bush here. Like Michael Bay is a terrible director. Uh, his sensibilities are like ghastly. Um, there are things to enjoy in those movies, and we definitely try very hard to enjoy them. But it's not like. It's not fine cinema. It's not like even good blockbuster cinema. It's not good action film. Well, the third one's okay because he had to shoot in 3D, but you know. No, it's um, good because in the fifth one, he gets Stanley Tucci to do a Lord of the Rings thing for 10 minutes. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, and so this has always been a franchise that I uh, was utterly baffled by, I would <laughs> describe, because I don't think any aesthetic part of it is cool. Um, and nothing about the premise, as far as I can tell, is cool. And a lot of it was in, like, people I knew was wrapped around nostalgia for a cartoon that they that came out literally when I was a baby, uh, wrapped around music and aesthetics I don't like. Uh, and so it was weird. And going watching this movie was exceptionally weird because... Uh, I knew about Touch. I didn't know the rest of it was also a bunch of, like, bad music, including Dare to be Stupid, <laughs> inexplicably. Yep. What? Um, th- if I was going to post a 30-second clip of this movie, uh, just to-, to show someone completely out of context and break their mind, it would be the bit uh, where uh, Hot Rod busts out the universal greeting a second time, which leads to a series of interactions in which uh, uh, Hot Rod just says... Uh, we bar whip down any bong or whatever the fuck it is. Something d- definitely racist as they try to do their like Clotty Rod and Nicta thing. For some- because that's a reference that children def- will get. I definitely read that. I definitely read that as a uh, Return of the Jedi was very popular Ewoks. Oh, thing. yes, it, it totally is. But they didn't do. Th- okay. If in that context, I guess it suddenly makes sense. I forget how huge Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi and Star Wars exist outside of time to me because I saw them as a kid. But yeah. no, this is right after that. Uh, of co- yeah, of course, they spend that. the entire movie on a stupid planet with aliens that don't matter. God. Um, <laughs> it's bad when Star Wars did it. I don't. <laughs> so. It, it, uh, to be fair, it was bad when it was the Ewoks and it was the Kamini Owens or whatever. They that matter. Was sick, they actually. were creating a, a, like a fascist. They don't they were matter. A fascist Shut army. up. Do not, we cannot do this. <laughs> An interesting world building. <laughs> anyway, he says God. that, and then everyone just yells that, and then they all just kind of like dance in the air while Dare to Be Stupid plays, and there's no other dialogue except that one like completely made up words, and it, this goes for like thirty seconds until a fade out mind-breaking clip 
the the plot of this movie and kind of the plot of the show is exactly what I would expect if like a small child was telling me <laughs> a story. Like there's no there's no coherency. There's no like oh we build to a point and then the point resolves and like new threads that were dropped early on get built up into the next point. It just is like a rambling tale that jumps from one thing to another and you, you can enjoy it for what it is, but like it's not good. And these are adults making this. These are adults. These are adults cynically thinking the kids won't matter if it won't care if we kill all their heroes to sell them new yeah, toys. Yeah, so it is really hilarious how the reason this movie is beloved and the reason Transformers is as big as it is, um, which I feel like is, uh, I, I don't think it's a like, too controversial statement, is because of how callous this movie is. Um, like, the writer is on record as saying you can't kill Optimus Prime and, uh, like, none of the creative people wanted to do it, but Hasbro were like, we're killing Optimus Prime. New fucking toys. Get the new robots. Mm-hmm. Old ones away. Um, and that was the directive, and they were all against it, because they're like, you'll walk this back. You don't understand. People actually care about this. But uh, I feel like Hasbro is accidentally proven right long-term, right? Like, in killing all of these robots, they suddenly, like, elevate them to this weird godlike status for children. Um and this is yes. not like a final... The final showdown between Optimus Prime and Megatron in this is bad. There are a couple of like incredibly animated shots, specifically when Optimus Prime's like jumping. Um, yeah. The bit where he like comes in like to start the fight is cool. The fight itself is like literally two of them scrambling for a gun like they're like 50s <laughs> yes. actors who don't know how to stage Because it's been fight. written by just like, you know, people who write... This is not written by someone who like writes mech anime right so even though the animation in the movement and the details can like evoke that the blocking of the scene is just you would never do that in a about robots any anytime that clearly the script said oh some battle happens it's the most meticulously animated thing in the world the minute the plot is like these characters fight someone actually scripted that and it sucks it's literally just two characters circling each other like it's star trek as like the the blaring battle theme plays and they take big lumbering swings at each other prime's big final hit is like a double hander (laughs) yeah and then he gets shot in the side side. right and they like they do their best because they they uh, animate an extra like spark on it as it's the same side he gets shot in where he got thrown the like weird spiky thing in him and so they're like they're doing their best to animate it because you know they know but yes the writing whenever it's like here's a fight is so bad it's just the worst people punch each other and someone wins writing yeah um which uh, is kind of what I expected. I, you know, I watched the first couple of episodes of, like I said, a G1, and I was not super into it. I have a broader thematic question about Transformers. It has nothing to do with, like, the part where the Autobots are definitely cops, and Negatron's the only person who is, like, sympathetic in this story. <laughs> There's Transformers who can fly. They turn into planes, and that's cool. Like, it gets them around. It's on the terminal trucks. It gets them around faster because they're, you know, speedy cars instead of big robots. When transformers are in robot mode why can some of them fly and they're not even the ones that turn into planes megatron flies in this movie in the original show like there's a bit where like optimus and megatron just like are flying through the air what the fuck is happening they do not care (laughs) what is the point of having a robot that turns into a plane if all the robots can just fly all the time they don't care uh, I hate it. It's it's like such a fundamental lore-breaking thing for me. And I'm normally not the person who's like, none of this makes sense in the show about fucking robots from space that turn into branded cars <laughs> or whatever. But this one thing is like just, 
it just hits right exactly where like my brain's like you didn't even try you didn't give a shit why should i give a shit if you don't give a shit imagine if on earth the zeta didn't have to transform into the uh you know the what's the name of the wave rider i was, wave rider. I was thinking wave bird and i'm like that's not that's the game that's the <laughs> what the hell's the zeta thing wave rider thank you uh didn't have to transform the wave rider to actually like do anything to like you know could just fly anywhere yes um what else uh so because this is the movie they got a bunch of names most famously orson welles is unicron though he is if you if i didn't know this was orson welles i don't think i would have guessed that it's orson welles because his voice is so much that it could literally be he anyone. was dying so that he did not have orson welles I know, voice but they they went and paid for orson welles for this movie for kids when they could have just had peter cullen well, do it they paid for orson welles there's a story about this they pay for orson welles and they're like, if we're going to get Orson Welles, it's going to have a big booming voice. It's going to be amazing for our villain. And he comes in like th- six weeks from death. And it's like, I'm Unicron. Uh, I'm dying. <laughs> and, and they like kind of yeah. look at each other and they're like, oh, no. Um, and then you got stuff like uh, Hot Rod is Judd Nelson and Ultra Magnus is Robert Stack. And uh, what's his face? Uh, Rec Gar, who is one of the... the- Australian guys, Eric Idle. Um, <laughs> it's weird you think he's Australian because and- I just was like, oh, that's Eric Idle. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I like the part where they're doing like Mad Max shit with them is yes. so like that's what that like it I absolutely like, like get that, but he him being Eric Idle is so much yeah. oh he's doing the Eric Idle bit that yeah, it just yeah, like overrides that's everything true. in my that's brain. True. Yeah. Um yeah, no fair enough. Um these are not actors that children are going to care about. Well, why why did you why did you stack this cast with like people who are clearly celebrity but like ultra magnus shows up and he's voiced by robert sack i'm like that's robert sack what the fuck is uh, happening uh, here so there was there, there were a few articles like going into the production of this movie uh the answer uh-huh. is that uh they had a directive to make adults see it too that's why uh spike randomly says shit what are we gonna do because that gets it a p- <laughs> yeah, it's really funny there's one shit like it's star trek generation because then you make a pg and adults have to come with the kids um god uh, that was like in an interview like no the the hasbro said it had needed a swear word uh so that it could actually (laughs) you know um do double the money technically uh Mm. and there was a thing saying that like uh at this time like uh doing animation was like new for like names right like it was after um Mm. i forget there's a there's a timeline of this uh where it was like starting happening with disney stuff um but it wasn't like it's not like now right we're getting names for disney for celebrity, yeah, celebrity voice actors yes, so you yes, could just yes. kind of like get them the, the rates paid okay it only took an afternoon to do all their lines and yeah. they're like yeah i get paid i get i'm in a movie and my kids will see it and i can do it in an afternoon sounds great give me the scripts i'll be i'll you know yes. i'll do it on sunday it's like guesting on a podcast is the level yes. of commitment for a lot of these actors yeah that's true yeah. Um, the the one that I left out of this when I was yelling about this uh, is Leonard Nimoy, who gets a special mention because he is the voice of Galvatron, and he's clearly game for it. Like, Leonard Nimoy seems like a guy who would have been fun to work for, with, because every time I see him in a movie, even if it's, like, the shittiest role in the world, he's, like, giving it. Yep. You know, he shows up, he's ready to work. He's seems like a cool dude. But they take Megatron, who... I've said before uh, in this podcast, I think he's like the most fun character. He's got like a stupid gremlin voice. His plans are that he just fucking hates the cops and all of his minions are 
like idiots <laughs> and assholes and he's just gonna make do with what he can like i hate starscream Scar- starscream is like the gremlin for the gremlins and that's too much like i like punt that guy into space but megatron you know he turns into a fucking gun uh and so when you get megatron and you kill him and then you change his look and you change his voice and you change the fact he turns into a handgun you just erase the entire identity of like the one character that i like in this story i'm like why did this happen uh it is definitely frustrating because and you know, and I, I didn't have to look this up. I knew Leonard Nimoy does not <laughs> voice Galvatron in the rest of the Transformers. Who could media. have seen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, of course, he just immediately goes back to you know Megatron voice. I'm sure in season three, and I'm someday I might watch that um, because the, the weird looming threat of all of this Transformer stuff that's always been on us since we started doing like backup shows and started looking at like other mech anime is. There's so many seasons of, like, Japanese-only Transformers shit, and it all looks so cool. Yeah, the, the stuff where, like, the Transformers cartoons in Japan keep going uh, after the, like, they they split. They do season three, and then there's, like, uh, uh, a four-episode movie called The Return or something uh, that... Yes, and that is where Japan says, Japan no, doesn't fuck even that, look, that's goodbye. not even canon. They're like, all right, it's time for the Headmasters, because the Headmasters are little robots that go on the robot's head and make give them a new face every time, which is like a little, you know, yes. peak. We sell robots in this country. Uh, let's get it yes. done, uh, choice. Well, well I, read, I read that RC was one of the main characters of Headmasters, and I was like, shit, I need to watch that um, then. Which, given that we've seen this show, right, and you do not need to watch uh the 70 preceding episodes of the transformers we can just like watch them work it back and then get to the good shit because <laughs> we went we yeah. watched the like ops for those japanese transformers shows they look sick yeah there's one called transformers <laughs> victory which you know as victory gundam fans we I need to watch i don't there's i don't know if it's victory or zone which is the one that is only a one episode ova because it never actually like went to series but um, okay Pretty sure that's zone. zone. I'm pretty sure Victory's okay. the actual yeah. show. Um, so that's always been like a thing there, but like watching this and realizing, like, yeah, I bet this movie with a bunch of like anime voice talent just reads as like anime kind of haphazardly, but you know, I'd watch this. Yep. It's it's very surreal because like it has the thing that I was talking about on Gargoyles last time, where because it's just written in the style of American cartoons in this era, which I don't know why they all are paced like this, but most scenes are just someone shows up, someone says exactly their intent, the next person says exactly their intent with like their kind of character flourish, and then the next beat happens. And it means you get... like This movie is 84 minutes long, including two fairly lengthy credit sequences. And multiple, like, we just montage a set to right. cool music of stuff happening. Uh, and a lot of shit happens. Uh, and all of, all of it happens in the first half hour. Optimus Prime's dead by minute 20, and the, they don't even get to Autobot yeah. City by, until, like, eight minutes in. Yeah. Uh, so it, so yeah. that's weird on an American cartoons. Uh, the part where this, because of its, like, animation history uh, and, like, the budget spent on it, just looks like anime except the human faces which there's two of them and they're barely on screen so that's not really an issue it means it's more surreal than just watching gargoyles because it looks like this should just be paced like a you know 80s anime and it's not even slightly my favorite thing about the humans being around is they immediately solve the problem of what do we do with the humans by slapping them in fake transformer suits (laughs) 
They literally have robot suits that turn into cars to r- march around in. They're just Transformers with weird human heads sticking out of them. It's pretty good. Yeah, that part's but pretty good. But also, like, because of the Transformers, right? The Transformers come from Cybertron, and they are car size, I guess. Uh, they run into other aliens from other worlds who are not from Cybertron. Yes. And they're all also metal and also the same size as Transformers. You know, you know that thing going around, that meme going around of like, ah, oh, everything in evolution always turns into a <laughs> yeah. crab, right? <laughs> yeah. In space, everything always evolves into a robot that turns into something else. Well, we don't always see all the other robots transform, but even in the human one, they are the size of Transformers and metal. Yeah. Everything, everything in space that isn't Earth is like a giant metal creature that is sentient, right? Yes. Like, that's just how space is organized. It's bizarre. <laughs> yes. And, like, like we go to that one planet and, like, the, the, like, lower class are literally fish that turn into Transformers that are humanoid. Like, how does that evolve on a planet where seemingly there is no actual life? It's all robot shit. Because, like, the, the initial premise, right, is that the Transformers stuff is just what happened on Cybertron. That's their planet. But it's everywhere here. Now that's just, yeah. like, Earth is the exception. It's... Yeah. Yep. I thought there was going to be a thing of like, oh, like, and I'm sure at some point this happens in one version of the lore or whatever, but like, I assumed Unicron was like, ah, the ancient evil that was from Cybertron that's been wandering space for 10,000 years. There's nothing like, Unicron's just like a space whale. It just happens to be a giant robot. So originally, in the the first draft of the movie, Unicron um, was like the brother planet of Cybertron. And the end of the movie, of course, was going to be Unicron and Cybertron both transform and have a fight. Oh, that'd be pretty sick, actually. Um, but they eventually cut out the part where he had anything to do with Cybertron, so instead he's just, like, this weird, just bored, existential thing. Like, he he, he is, and his, he is a threat because he is. There's no more than that. Yeah, but, which, like, Galactus is only interesting because the characters that right, bounce yes. off him, right? Like. This this is this is like the world's shittest Galactus story. I guess it is. Right. Because but it's also like if Galactus was like I, I assume this happens in comics where there's some kind of MacGuffin that Galactus is scared of, but it's its deployment here is so ridiculous because the Matrix of Leadership is a thing that is introduced out of the fucking blue while Optimus Prime is in the middle of dying. Yeah. Also, the Matrix of Leadership's purpose is nebulous, nebulous because it defer it it creates a leader out of whatever like Autobot it's inside, right? Um, like when Hot Rod gets it, he becomes a truck man. Raises many um, questions when, about Ultra Magnus Ultra- already being a truck man. <laughs> yeah, when Ultra Magnus gets it, he's already a truck man, so he doesn't turn into anything other than himself. Um, but uh, we looked it up, and I know this is future lore, so it wasn't when this movie was. When Optimus Prime was, uh, what's his name? Optimus. Um, I never remember. Um, something. Orion Pax. Orion that's what it was. Pax! When Optimus Prime was Orion Pax, he was a car. And when he got the leadership, he turns into a truck. Uh, Ultra Magnus, an aberration. Ultra Magnus secretly was already a Prime and then gave it up and then went around and pretended that he was just a truck man. <laughs> Until asked to don the mantle once again. And he was like, oh, well, I guess. No one else is here to Optimus do it. Optimus Prime and the idea of but- the Primes in Transformers is hilarious because, first of all, just a cool name. Uh, second of all, Prime means one. Um, the thing that you should have car- the, you should have kept... If you're going to make this a repeating name, should have kept the Optimus part. <laughs> but no, instead... 
there's yeah. actually infinite primes and the primes are the thing they're like the primordial form of life in the transformers multiverse because they're all actually different universes with the same law for some reason yes but so the old matrix leadership defers like a transformative leadership as like an innate thing but also when optimus prime pulls out his chest he's like this is the MacGuffin that someday will save our people when we figure out how to use the magic and so at some point it's going to be used so there will be no leader. So it, it, it's not actually meant to defer anything. It's meant to be like a big psychic gun or whatever, right? And what that means is that a hot rod grabs the handles of it, pulls it apart, and it goes flashy, flashy, and it saves the day. It is meant to be like the the beacon to light the darkest hour till all are one. But uh, all are not one at the end of this movie? Yeah. Also, it's like a glorified, like, you know, firework that you have on, like, New Year's right. Eve or whatever. <laughs> when when Me- Galvatron, Megatron, ugh, Miss Megatron, when Galvatron has it around his neck, he's got it on a ridiculous tra- chain. And what it just looks like is that he's yeah. attached, a f- like, a metal frame and a necklace to uh, one of the pumpkin bombs from Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And it, it looks very goofy. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so, you know, mismanaged, like, it's weird, because, like, the expectations for this cartoon that was made very cynically to sell toys, and then the movie that was meant to kill off the toys to sell new toys or whatever, should not be asking these questions. The problem is, like, cynically, often, like, people look at, like, mech enemies, like, oh, it's only meant to sell models, and, like, this is so clearly not true the minute you pay attention to what's happening in the shows being created compared to this. Um, and we've watched like, we watched like, uh, what's, what's, uh, Exosquad. Exosquad's got like plot and themes and stuff. Uh, that might be like a mashup of like 17 action figures nobody likes, but it's got way more going on in a single episode than this but entire like, movie. But like, Darkly Transform, like, this movie's more important to make, like, uh, this movie is the foundational text of a lot of Transformers lore. Like, things like The Matrix, like Unicron, like, the idea of the way, uh, you know, this is the leadership is passed down through the Autobots, uh, the way uh, Cybertron, like, works, and the moons and everything. They all come from this movie. Like, a, a lot of things in this movie are just new. They hadn't, like, you know, the show was just them hanging out on Earth fighting about over nothing. So this movie is, like where transformers come from and they didn't give a shit so nothing makes sense but all of the tenants here like remain so we've had like you know whenever i peek in on transformers i'll read those comics it's a lot of like poking about with these ideas and trying to make them interesting and i'm always for that right like i like star wars (laughs) um but even by those standards this is so much worse like it just it's just there's not you, you cannot wring that much blood from a stone on some level Yeah. You know, and go- going back and filling this in, the the uh, the thing that mostly this did for me is, like, make me sad the live-action movies have stopped, right? Like, they're going to make a sequel to Bumblebee or whatever. But, like, that fifth movie, at the end of the... Spoilers if you've never seen Transformers, what, The, the Last, Last Night? Night? Is that yes. what it's called? Uh, the spoilers turn into that movie. It is revealed that Unicron is the Earth or is buried yes. inside of the Earth. Yes! Why didn't we get a sixth movie where the Earth turned into a Transformer and punched the shit out of something? We We were were fucking robbed. We had to watch so many movies of absolute intolerable garbage with Shia LaBeouf's parents getting high or whatever. Um... And the dogs yeah. fucking each other. And then we never got we never got Sam Wiki Sam Wiki's in space, and we never got the Earth turning into a transformer. It's not fair. It's just not fair. <laughs> it's really not fair. 
we had to sit through every single one of those scenes with Marky Mark in that thing and go, oh, I'm an inventor. And his daughter's like, oh, dad, you just, ah, here's a beer. You'll get through it one day. And then he, you know, insults the guy who he's uh, contracted to work for him for some reason. Ugh. Yeah. I want the Earth to transform into a massive robot. Yep. Um, the other thing that was really shocking to me, as someone who's only seen a lot of action movies, I remember people really excited when the Dinobots showed up in those movies. And they weren't happy with how they were done at the end, uh, because they're just like big monsters or whatever that they fight. I thought that meant, oh, like, they're not, like, cool, interesting characters like the original Dinobots. The Dinobots that show up in this movie are land before time, but painted silver, and they talk like cavemen. Grimlock shows up, and he's, like, he's like a cutesy little T-Rex that goes, ah, me Grimlock. And I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) This is the thing people were, like, mad that got ruined by the live-action films? Well, I think the thing that people were mad about uh, in that is that Optimus Prime literally subdues them and makes them slaves. (laughs) You know what? That is the most on-brand thing Optimus Prime could do to me. (laughs) Part of it is Peter Cullen has a huge cop voice. Like, that's just true. We love his Gundam narration for this exact reason. But Optimus Prime just seems like a giant asshole. And there's no piece of media I've encountered where he's not just a giant, like, paternalistic asshole. He looms too large in, like, the way Transformers is written, because... So he and Megatron have to have this eternal battle, right? Like, that is just built into the concept of Transformers. Even though there's a million different universes, that will always, 100% of the time, be true. Uh, And Mm. they're not fighting over anything. (laughs) That part... Well, they're fighting over Cybertron, I guess, but as far as I can tell, as far as I can tell, the definition of what an Autobot and a, like a, a, what are they called, what are the Decepticon, is like an innate nature thing? It is, but if you paid attention to the scenes where everyone was evacuating from Cybertron, everyone there's a Decepticon. So what they can do, they're just going to blow, like, don't, wouldn't they want to blow up Cybertron? They want to wipe out the Decepticon, so there's no, they don't, like, others from, like, ah, freedom's the right of all sentient beings, but the show isn't, like, I mean, freedom, freedom to right. genocide the, the inhabitants of Cybertron to instill them as the people in charge. Like, that is the villain plan. Like, because of the innateness of this, like, Decepticon villains, and there are versions of this where, like, actually it's more just like a, you know, uh, self-identify which army do you choose, choose choice? Uh, because, yeah. you know, that's the obvious way to take it. But in at least this show, uh, they ne- it, it is innate, right? <laughs> um, yeah. And... So I hear him going like this to the scene of everyone in Decepticon being everyone on Cybertron being a Decepticon is like, what were you gonna do with all this? Like all these Decepticons in like the shopping center? Like what happens to them? Do they just do you just like do they become Autobots? Um <laughs> You just go around slapping Autobot stickers on all of them? Like <laughs> you serve also, me now. Can't be exaggerated enough. The opening of Transformers, the uh, original show, right? They crashed land on Earth millions of mm. years ago. <laughs> Yes. Millions of years. This fight is eternal yes. in a way that is ludicrous for the stakes of the like the battle. Yes. Optimus Prime is not even a cop trying to come and like it is like if six cavemen showed up that were like on <laughs> Mars and decided they were going to eradicate all human life. <laughs> it is exactly like that. And they're the good guys like innately the universe bends around their power to be the good guys. Yes. And it's 
and so like you can't avoid how much of a cop optimus prime is i like the you know i've read some of the comics and they tend to lean into it um because mm-hmm. trying to make it not true is impossible with the like things that have to be true to make the world transformers because he is the like yeah. hero like the, the perfect soldier who leads his troops on an eternal battle on lands that he's never walked before for nothing <laughs> like what <Yeah>. what <laughs> It's a baffling uh, concept. Transformers is confusing. I feel like I feel like every time I look into, and part of this is not helped by the fact that the wiki is like the most obnoxious <laughs> wiki in the entire world. And we complain about the Gundam wiki, but at least the Gundam wiki is not like written like a fucking cracked article that's trying to teach you something. Yeah, yeah so, so the TF wiki, and I, I'm more sympathetic to it um, because it was like this in the mid 2000s when, of course, uh, it has an author's voice. It is a sarcastic wiki. Hashtag sarcastic wiki, uh, and uh, that's what that's what Sam Witwicky is driving. Sarcastic, from. sarcastic wiki. wiki, yeah. It means with wiki. <laughs> oh God. If if Transformers live action kept going, and at some point Sam Witwicky was transported back through time and became the author of the TF uh, wiki, that would be fine. That would actually be the perfect ending for all of this. Shut it down. Transformers is good, actually. Uh, I just went to TF Wiki. So, but here's the thing with with Transformers, right? Is there's so much law that we don't. We are scratching at the surface. These questions have been asked and answered. Yeah, that's the thing. Every time I I try to get a single straight answer out of what's going on, I have to dig through like what actually was in Generation One, but then also specifically show Gen One, not like all of the comics that try to retell Gen One and add like actual lore on top of it, because none of that actually coheres when you look at everything together. It's like ah, here's this one use case where this wasn't true and i'm like what what am i supposed to believe here uh, i'm on the tf wiki right now here is the featured article i'm just gonna read just this is just the the thing that just came up uh today's featured article and l- just just feel out how much relation it has to the things we've been talking about in times okay. of darkness the primus vanguard vanquished evil to restore peace for <clears throat> Formed by Primus to sink to safeguard the ancient universe. It's, is is Primus a, a prime? Primus is, that one is of the God. Primes? Primus is like the first prime. Like I'm okay. fairly sure. I think oh. you you can't you can't be God and the Vanguard Party. I refuse to believe this. God cannot be a I Leninist. Think- <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, so when I've seen Primus, I've seen like uh, Optimus Prime, like like a like, okay. I just googled Primus. <laughs> <laughs> you got the band i was about to make a joke yes. about the band okay here's the image that i i think of when i see when i uh think of primus because i know nothing about him but this is what i've giggled i'll put this in the uh in the article and it'll just be labeled primus please look at his stupid fucking design what the fuck is this <laughs> but this is what if you told me that Cybertron turned into a robot, this is what I assume Cybertron yes, robot. Yes, a hundred percent. But the current thing that is there right now is this, and I'm telling you, we have to go back to '80s comics. I don't, I don't even have that much specific nostalgia for them. But look at this. Holy shit! <laughs> so this, so the the gulf between the thing yeah. I saw in my mind of like, oh, this is just you know, when I've googled primes before, I just saw this, and now the current picture is of probably the eighties comics. This is this is this is Jack Kirby made a Disco yep. Man. It's from Transformers Marvel US sixty. Uh, 
pencils from this is sick as hell what the fuck this are we is doing so sick uh, this is pencils by uh, jose delbo I don't, know, I don't know if that's like okay. a famous comic artist Man, comics look so much better when they were colored yeah. like this. Modern coloring is like significantly part of why modern comics look so bad to me. Yeah, absolutely. Look at this. Look at this. I'm going to put both these things in the description. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, Primus is basically God. I, I'm, if I'm wrong, then don't correct me. I haven't seen enough. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. Really we're just talking care. for your entertainment on Christmas Day. But, uh, I'm fairly sure Primus is like where the primes come from who are kind of a descendants because they're talking about a different universe. Um, mm-hmm. uh, wait, hang on. Each each is led by either a convoy or a prime. Oh, these, this is... Oh, this is from a manga. Okay. This is from a manga. The Black Order, led by Black Go Prime. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have to stop. We can't do this. This is why every time you look at Transformers stuff, you go crazy. <laughs> I don't know how Transformers fans do it. The Gundam Wiki is bad enough. This just seems like madness. I assume that you just care about the one thing that you enjoyed. Maybe you branch out a little bit, but you don't think too hard about it and you don't read the wiki. That's the only way I can think you could survive this. I have a... um. Beef is a strong word, but I do bristle at uh, storytelling done this way. Um, yeah, which is like it's even happening in Gundam a little bit. I think it's being handled a bit better. But like the idea of when you start to make universes that are completely separate, but you have to have like a branding core, right? And eventually, that means some world building is consistent between them. Um, I don't have like a coherent take here, but I, I, it does frustrate me. It's always frustrated me. Uh, specifically, like Digimon's the place I think about with this, and um, there, there is stuff that remains consistent between Digimon universes, even if there's not. Uh, and it just leads to like law bloat, even though each series is meant to be like there is law bloat, but every series is a clean split. And I'm like, just have a continuity. This is this is like this is like what happens when they reboot right, superheroes, yes. right? Like DC reboot Superman, but wants all of the relevant Superman stories you like to also be done, redone, but with extra lore that conflicts just enough with the current lore that you have to separate them when you think about it. But it just it drives, drives you crazy, crazy and is also like bad because it is <laughs> like anathema to thinking of a story, right? It exists because this is how branding works. Yes. But if you're considering a story, you either want the possibility space of like newness and the ability to have a new conversation, yes. or you want the consistency of like a, a work in conversation with itself. The other the, the other thing is neither of those, but just it's pure branding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's a very common mode. Because yes, it comes out of like the reality of superhero comics and it's uh it's a common thing for things that have been going this long. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely find it frustrating. Yep. So I guess that's it for everyone who thinks, ah, oh, you should really read the IDW comics. I promise you I'm going to watch every anime before I touch a single one of those comics. I understand they're disappointing to you, but that's just who I am. <laughs> Hi, it's uh, Editor M looking over this episode. Man, I feel like this is way more combative than I meant to be when I said this. I was mostly joking. I like, whatever. We don't. We, neither of us are like Transformers people, but I don't. Oh, <laughs> I don't have ill will towards the Transformers franchise. The way that I'm expressing in this podcast, I don't understand what, what was like stuck up my butt that on this day that I was like, "Oh, don't even come at me about the idea of comics." Also, don't don't do that. Don't do that. I mean that part, but <laughs> I could have said it a little nicer. Anyway, back to the show. <laughs> Yeah, I might go because I read up to All Hail Megatron, and that was fun. Um, 
Oh, that's that's where Megatron invades Earth for a year. Oh, also, RC is like such a blatant <laughs> yes! ripoff of uh, of <laughs> uh, Aphrodite Alpha from Mazinger Z. And I looked, and her early early design was even more that. And also, she's like one of the characters' headmasters, and she's one of the headmasters. I mean, she literally in the future will get a little robot that goes inside her head, just like Aphrodite Alpha does, because that's what the Mazinger robots do. Everyone, Everyone go to jail. jail. <laughs> no, no ideas. <laughs> this is IP jail. It's a much, it's a much chiller jail than most anime jails. But you're it's still going very to jail. Funny. The the amount that like yes. when when there is no direction about that, like as the fighting has established, that this just like looks like anime. There's a bit where uh, Autobot City transforms, and this is like a huge part of the first set piece, even though it's meaningless. Like it transforms for better defense, but the fight is only like. 12 guys <laughs> um and, yeah. and to the point where like ultra magnus are like we're outnumbered and i'm like this is autobot city no you're not they needed to they they needed to fly a <laughs> shuttle to break your defenses because they're a guerrilla force attacking you what are you talking about they didn't give a shit when writing this movie <laughs> um but yeah it, th- like the the script we've said it transforms there's guns on it now it's in defense mode the animation you get is it turns into fucking battleship yamato <laughs> like you know it's got those it's got the uh the naval guns on it and they're like shining in this in the very anime way and then it's got these like big towers and it's like oh god damn like <laughs> they were trying so hard yep yeah. but uh it's a bit of a um you know weird podcast not very structured there but uh i think it was good no but you know what no one no one paid for this it's it's christmas, christmas. This is christmas. What you get. i hope you enjoyed us being confused and if you do care about transformers yeah. and like all these questions have answers and this is i hate this then sorry you can you can go, you can go to the abnormal mapping discord where we have a transformers channel that both me and we jacks do. have muted and you can complain there i don't <laughs> want to hear it <laughs> I, think, right, we do. I forgot we had that on account of it being muted for years <laughs> People could be... you can have a big laugh with everyone else in there who cares too much about how much we fucked up and if you want to say thank you for covering this movie even though you didn't like it very much then i'll listen to that because it's also christmas for me when this comes out so please, please be nice, be nice. yes um, but that's it I'm probably eating Chinese food and thinking about the next podcast after record on yeah, this God, day. What am I doing? I'm, I'm probably, I'm not doing either of those things. I'm actually not looking forward to Christmas because I have to kind of babysit my family about being sad about Christmas. Mm. That's far less fun than eating Chinese yeah, food, honestly. No, my mom's going to be like, but I want us all to be together. And I'm going to be like, yeah, we'll be together next year. Uh, hopefully. Oh, The Touch sucks, by the way. It's a fucking terrible song. It always has been. I'm sorry. It's just true. I still like it a little bit. That's it. Plug zone. Jackson, Head where can we find you? at twitter.com. You can find me there. Uh, you can find the podcast that me and M do at abnormalmapping.com. No idea which ones happened this month, but they're probably all good. Our abnormal mapping on Suikoden will be uh, about to yeah, come out. Yeah, it will. <laughs> Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at EM underscore Bing. You can support our podcast at patreon.com slash normal mapping. We do a great Gundam project every week for $1. Uh, and we are in the middle of Gundam X at this point. Uh, I hope it's good. We don't know. <laughs> uh, I hope everyone was really excited when we announced that Austin was going to be joining us for the season. <laughs> we haven't announced that yet. If that doesn't happen, I have to bleep this whole thing out. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that just falls through. <laughs> yeah. It'll be really funny when we do this. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Merry Christmas. Um, wait, what, wait, 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 wait. I'm what, not done. I'm not done. Shut up.
Uh, we don't know what we're doing next year for this, uh, but we will announce it as soon as we can. Uh, these are l- Patreon led. We, we, you know, normally people come on, they pay money for us to do this. I know next year we have, uh, Scooby Doo Mr. Inc., the first 13 episodes of that coming. Uh, hopefully not before this comes out. We have the second part of Trigun to do. Uh, we need to finish Phoenix. I think that's the one that actually we, if, if something's before this, it's gonna be the end of Phoenix. Yeah, um, I, I think it might be February. I don't know. There's so many things that we people want to do. Uh, we can talk to Rick. We can talk to Rick. Yeah. No, no, no. I know. Someone came at me the other day about like, oh, the next thing I want to do is X. And I don't even remember what it was now. I was like, oh, that's exciting. It was like a movie. Was this Rick? I think it was Rick. I believe. I believe anything. It's all falling out of my head. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, there will be many more of these. Uh, it's usually this is the first of the year is when our the six month rollover happens. So actually, we're going to be cramming these again. <laughs> we just got out of the last one yeah, when we were recording this. Yeah. We're going to have to we're going to have to reschedule these next year, I think, just to spread them out That's a fine. little. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thank you, everyone who supported us and has supported us and thinks about supporting us in the future. Whether you are pledged at the Beach House tier, just a dollar for Gundam. It uh, helps us out. This is the other, this is probably the only like actual end of year podcast we're going to do. So uh, thanks for keeping us going on this fucking trash fire yeah, of a year. A disaster for everyone. Uh, support cannot be overstated enough to how helpful it's been. Uh, making sure that I can actually eat yeah. food. Yeah, and I know that, like, people really, like, you know, we we have not slowed down our content release schedule, so everyone's like, oh, thank you for all the podcasts. This gets us Yeah, no, the <laughs> Honestly, if we didn't have this shit, I would just be staring at a wall. Yep. Uh, so thanks, everybody, uh, and I hope you enjoyed, and I hope you enjoy the many more beach houses we will get to next year. That's right. Til- now let's hope I can find a Christmas cover of Dirty <laughs> That's probably not what this is going to be. <laughs>
Positivo 